Good to see everybody here. It rained today. That's something to celebrate. I know. I love that. Hey, uh, this is not a bulletin for those of you who are going, somebody walked in this morning, we gave it to them, they said, am I in the wrong church? <laughs> nope, you're in the right church. Just for those of you who, you know, you need something extra to do while I'm talking because, you know, it's some fun stuff on here. This is about creativity. We're going to talk today more about creativity. And for those of us who take ourselves too seriously, this is a jump start for your new life where you're not going to do that anymore. Okay? Have fun with it. That's all it is. Hey, we, uh, we are in a series called I Heart North Church, and we've been talking about some of our values, some of the things that make us who we are. They're, these are not core doctrines of the Bible. They are, they are values of us as a family, of a spiritual community. Last week, Pastor Scott talked about relationships and how important that is. And aren't relationships at the core? I mean, I'm glad we hit that one first because that's at the core of what it means to be family, what it means for something to not just be organized religion, but to be a vibrant, healthy church. And there's a difference, isn't there? I mean, I'm not really that into organized religion. I know many of you aren't either. And the difference, there is a difference between organized religion and something that is a vibrant, healthy place where you can grow spiritually. You know, what I've found as I kind of look out and, and look back is that when a church is more interested in controlling people's behavior or when they're more interested in trying to get people to the programs or trying to get bigger just for bigger sake, whenever a church is more interested in catering to people's wants or just being politically correct over discipling people, to become more like Jesus, and for us to really have those healthy relationships with each other. See, that's the difference between just organized religion and a place where the Holy Spirit loves to abide, loves to be, and loves to continue to change lives. That's who we want to be. We uh, don't want to just be about protecting policies and structures and resist change, but we want to be a church that embraces change, embraces the new things that God is doing, and wants the Spirit of God in the midst of our relationships where we hold the value of Scripture high and we invest in the people and we call people to live healthy relationships. Today, though, we're not talking about that. We talked about that last week. Today, we're talking about a different value, the value of creativity. The value of creativity. That's an interesting one. Hundreds of years ago, I think many churches um, around the world valued creativity, but somewhere along the line that got lost into being just functional. And, uh, and, and creativity is something that we have, we have kind of had as a value over the past 15 years as a church. We started meeting in Northwood Middle School in a gym. We had to get really creative about being a portable church where we put everything in one trailer and hauled it to a gym and set up classrooms for kids in the hallways of Northwood. And we met in the gym and had bleachers and, and, and we just were creative at every turn in order to uh, see God work in people's lives. Matter of fact, today, you'll, some of you may know, many of you may not know that 90% of the songs we were just singing, worshiping God with, those were written in-house. Those are just expressions of creativity that come from uh, our worship team. And how blessed are we that we enjoy this amazing music and we get to interact and experience 
the creativity of some that God has placed within this church. And uh, some of the sound and the lights and the, and, and the, uh, the multimedia and the camera work. Some of, some of us may wonder, why do you guys even do that? You know, that just seems like a waste. Seems like you're just producing something. And let me, let me explain that not only does it help declare God's glory and help us be creative, but people around the world actually watch. I asked Ryan last night to just look up on our analytics how many people are, have watched our services just in the past 12 months. And he told me 10,000 views of services and stories in 45 countries around the world, including countries like Iraq, Iran, Kuwait, Turkey, Russia, Albania, and Ethiopia, along with many others. So if you've ever wondered, why do you guys even have any lights? Or why, why is your guy on a camera over there? Now you know. Because the world is watching, and the world appreciates creativity. We celebrate the photographers and the artists uh, by trying to display their work out in our lobby. We value creativity in all of the different ministries that we have here because God has given us creative people. Not just in the traditional mediums that you may think of with uh, you know, artists and musicians, but also in many other ways. So I want to answer today, what, why the value of creativity? Why is, why is that a core value? Let's start with God. He's always a great person to start with, wouldn't you agree? So God is creative. God is a creative God. The scripture tells us in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God did what? He created. God is creative. And so he created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Just this blank canvas and darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters and God said, let there be light. And he begins to create out of the power of his word the things that we now enjoy and interact with. I can't think of a more beautiful display of God's artwork than sunsets. Don't you love sunsets? I mean, here are a couple that are I mean, just the color, the canvas there, and no matter where you are, what part of the country or around the world, they just show up in different ways. But of course, to have crazy, amazing sunsets, you gotta have a sun. And so the sun and the moon and all of the planets and the entire cosmos is just fascinating as you look into deep space and see what God has created, planets that have yet to have been discovered. And we, look into space and we see out of all of the vastness of space here's this tiny speck that we call earth we live on earth and in verse 9 of genesis 1 god said let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear and it was so god called the dry land earth and the waters that were gathered together he called seas isn't God amazing as you look at his creativity and what he's created for us to interact with and to see his glory through it? He made this planet for us to live in and live on and to take care of. He created vegetation. I mean, not just one bush, not just one tree. I mean, there's this huge variety of species. We currently have named 23,000 different trees over one and a half million species of plants. 
950,000 species of insects. I think there should be more than that. They're everywhere. Seven and a half million animals, but only one million of them, approximately, have been cataloged officially. And the variety of shapes and color, the creativity of God is bursting everywhere we look. Because God is a creative God, and he values creativity. I mean, he could have just made things very functional, right? All right, let's give him one animal. Give him a little manna to choke down and call it good. He could have just sustained us with simple products of food and called it good, but instead there's all kinds of things for us to interact with and to enjoy. Just look at what he did even through his miracles. Think of Moses. Moses, this simple guy, has this wooden staff, and God chooses to use Moses, this imperfect person, and this wooden staff to do miracles of all kinds that would deliver an entire people out of slavery and bondage to create a whole new nation, a chosen people called Israel. Crazy. You look at Jesus and you see his miracles. And uh, you know I love the one where Jesus spit into the dirt. And he, be, he makes this little mud ball and he puts it in this blind man's eyes. Kind of gross, <laughs> but very creative. Yet in other places of scripture, he just said, be healed. He could have done that, but instead he chose to do this. I, I, I love the way that he paid his taxes. You remember that? Peter was wondering, how are we going to pay our taxes? And Jesus said, go and catch a fish right now. Peter went and threw his line in, caught a fish. Out it came, and inside the mouth of the fish was a silver coin. He said, well, we got money to pay our taxes. I want God to do that for me this year. <laughs> Super creative problem solver. Well, God is creative, and he values creativity in many different forms. But it doesn't stop with God, does it? Because you and I, we are created in the image of God. The scripture says, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him. Male and female, he created them. We are created in the image of God. We are unique. There is nobody exactly like you. Each person has a unique fingerprint. We come in all kinds of colors and sizes and personalities. No two people are the same. God has made you unique. And your, his image is in you. And that means that we share in the ability to make things beautiful. We share in the ability to think in unique ways. We share in his ability to dream, to imagine, and to create. Ephesians chapter 2.10 says we are his workmanship. It means his piece of art, his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You are God's special piece of art means you can turn to the person next to you and just say, hey, you are a piece of work, man. <laughs> you are. You are. You are unique, and you are created in God's image. So God is a creative God. You are created in his image. Draw the, connect the dots. Means you're creative. It means you have been created as a creative person, and God wants you to use that. It's real interesting, out of all of my family, every one of my brothers, my sister, my mom, my dad, 
all of my nephews and nieces, and I'm not exaggerating, they're all musicians and artists on both sides of my family and Tisa's. I mean, we're talking scores of people, off the chart talents, except me. <laughs> I don't know, I've always thought, you know, I don't know why, but I just got skipped when it came to the creative gift. And uh, so I guess all those artists need at least one spectator to appreciate what they do. <laughs> Have you ever thought that of yourself? You look at other people, you look at people up here who have special giftings and talents, or you look at other people you know in your life or public figures, and you think, man, they're, they're creative, I'm not. You ever thought that? I have. I draw stick people. And Tisa has to coach me just how to do that. And then when I get done, she laughs and says, what is it? I just don't have any kind of that creative gene in me. But is is creativity just for those who paint or do music or create film, dance? Or is creativity something that scientists need? Something that teachers need? Something that businessmen and businesswomen need and communicators of the gospel need? Is it something we all need in our families to know how to creatively and skillfully parent? Maybe we need to expand our understanding of what it means to be creative and quit exempting ourselves out of the loop and saying, I don't have that. I, I'm not a creative person. You are. God made you in his image. He is creative. Therefore, you are creative. Creativity is not a special gift given to a few. It's how I used to think. Creativity is a quality of being human. You are Creative, create, creation or creativity. It, to create means to exercise your imagination. God has given you imagination to form something new, different, or unique that's an expression of you. You can create by adapting or adopting something that you've already interacted with. You can innovate and improve, or you can originate because you are his masterpiece. We're all unique, we're all different, and we all have areas in our life that we can exercise creativity in. As a church, we're called to be creative. We're called to be a creative church and to reflect God's glory through that creativity. It's one of our core values. Creative, how? Creative in our declaration of the gospel to our, to our culture around us. Creative in how we reach this world that's broken and hurting and lost. Creative as missionaries. Yes, creative as well through our art and music and stage and dance and the way we communicate. But also in ways that may not be as obvious. Like through the way that we steward money that you have entrusted to the church. Squeezing dollars. Staying on budget. That's not always easy, right, in your own personal world. That's not easy in the church world either. To continue to dream big, to not bring your dreams down to your budget, but to dream big and allow yourself to have big faith and yet realize that I've got to stay within a budget God's provided. That's going to take creativity. That need becomes the mother of invention to say, how can we achieve the things God's called us to within 
the realm that God has provided, it takes great creativity. We can be creative as well in the way that we serve other people. Our special needs ministry right now is just bursting at the seams. Very difficult to get everybody together in one room downstairs and trying to figure out what do we do? How, how do we creatively solve this problem? God's called us to reach uh, people that have special needs and their families and their care, caregivers. What can we do? And so we're thinking about how we can spawn create, uh, these special needs ministries in other churches and how we can solve that particular issue. Remember, we uh, gave out uh, almost $15,000 at the beginning of the year to you. You're like, I didn't give that. No, you didn't. You got like 10 or 20 or 50. And we, we did that within our church and just entrusted the money and said, be creative, pray about it, multiply it, team up with others. And you did. Hundreds of you sent back stories of things that you did to care for the community, to provide food and care and clothing and missional support to people overseas. And you made things and you baked things and you multiplied it way over the money that was given. Multiplied it, I don't even know, probably at least tenfold. Crazy what God does when we get creative as a church. Every week, we have amazing people who are creative in our kids' ministry, our youth ministry. We have vision to redo our downstairs uh, at some point in the next year, and it's going to be creative, and we're going to unfold that at some point. Creative in how we solve problems, like the problem of the gym to the Lions Theater and the Lions Theater to here. I mean, some incredible creativity. Vinny and Kathy with Surf Spokane, right now they're they're creatively solving an issue. We gave money towards a freezer for Serve Spokane to store proteins and foods to give out to the community, and it came in way too high, and so they're creatively problem-solving and gonna end up making something that's even better with the money that was given and better and, and more uh, features to it than what we would have bought. Valuing creativity in all of its forms. Maybe I gave you a few that you thought, I didn't know that was creativity. Absolutely. So what does it mean to value it? Valuing crea creativity means that we have to get better and better at embracing change. Yes, that word change. Some of us don't like change, but if you think about creativity, it's kind of like the opposite of stability and the same and the same and the same and the status quo. It's thinking differently. And so it means that as a church, we have to constantly embrace the changes, that you can't put uh, new wine in an old wineskin. It'll burst. And so Jesus said, no, you put new wine in a new wineskin. And so we constantly have to be open to that. It can be as simple as something like, oh, you guys want to nickname the church North Church? I hate that name. I don't want to be named that. It's like, well, it's a nickname. It'll work out, really. Settle down. It's a small change. You know, or in a couple weeks, you're going to notice we're going to change the check-in process for kids downstairs, from upstairs to downstairs. I hate downstairs. I only want it upstairs. I can't deal with this. Too many changes. But any church that's going to be creative is going to experience change. And we have to get good at embracing it. Value and creativity means I must embrace the differences and the uniquenesses in other people. Because God expresses his creativity differently through different people. 
And so maybe you're going to interact along the way with certain kinds of creative expression that's not your cup of tea. That's okay. I don't like all forms of art and every painting ever done and every song ever sung. You don't have to like it. Don't check out. Don't judge it. Don't just go, well, I don't like that. That just feels way too secular. You know? It's not churchy enough. It's not giving God glory. How do you know? People's creativity can bring glory to God in so many different ways. Let's celebrate the differences, the uniquenesses, the various expressions of creativity that come through people. Valuing creativity means doing your best with what you have. Excellence. It means, it doesn't mean perfectionism. It means doing the best with what you have. It starts with this attitude of service towards God, to God. Maybe it shows up in the way that you volunteer. You know, when you volunteer, do you think, oh, it's just church. You know, they just need a few people to show up and watch a couple kids or whatever. It doesn't matter. I can blow them off at the last minute. If that's how you think, you're not bringing your best self to that. It is church, and it's God's work, and that's why it matters that our creative best means we bring our best to what God calls us to do. Creativity shows up in so many different forms. Don't say you're not creative. You are. And he wants you to identify where you are and then begin to develop that within yourself. Celebrate it in others, too. And add beauty, add value to this world. God wants you to do that. I want to finish this morning by looking at Jesus, the artist, found in John chapter 2. You'll see it in so many different places, but I love this because it's the first miracle Jesus did. If you have a Bible, open with me to John 2, and I just want to read this story. It's Jesus turning water into wine. Think with me through this creative lens. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for the ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water, so they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside, and he said, Hey, everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. This, the first of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. Isn't that crazy? I read that last line, I go, that's God's opening act of miracles through Jesus? I would have thought he would have called Lazarus out of the grave after ten or four days being dead, or walked on water. But no, he solves a crisis at a party. He didn't solve world hunger. He didn't end violence. He didn't deliver you know, uh, some huge nation. He goes into the simple, mundane issues of our life 
And he does this creative, miraculous act. And it's really, really humorous in a way that here they're kind of getting drunk. Let's face it. They're getting drunk. They're getting socks. They're laughing at jokes that aren't funny. They're, they're doing stuff they're probably going to wake up in the morning and feel, feel bad about. And it's in this environment that Jesus goes, I'm going to make some more wine. And, and he makes something that's not like Boone's Farm cheap stuff. He makes the best of the best of the best wine probably ever created. And he serves it when they can't even appreciate it. Have you ever done something for someone, done something excellent, and they didn't appreciate you? Maybe they didn't even value it. They couldn't even see it. And yet, Jesus can only create out of who he is. That's how every artist is. They create out of their essence, out of their being. And God can only create those things that are beautiful and great. He can't make Boone's Farm. I don't even think he could if he tried. <laughs> because he makes the best when he goes out. God calls us in our lives to be lives that bring glory to his name. He calls us to bring our creative best to the table every day. That every morning you wake up to take your passion, to take your gifting, to take your energy, to take your thinking, to take your character, and give it to God and say, God, use this to bring glory back to your name. Make something beautiful out of it. He takes the simple water of our lives and he makes beautiful, amazing wine out of it. You see, when the world tastes from your life, what do they taste? What do they sample? What do they drink? God calls us as a church. He calls each one of us as individuals that when the world looks at our life, experiences us, life on life, that they experience something better than average, better than just everybody else. What's God saying? He's saying, I want your talent. I want your intelligence. I want your passions. I want your discipline. He's not asking for something he didn't already give you. He gave it to you, just like he gave him the water. He didn't ask him to create something out of nothing. Only he can do that. He gave him the water, and he said, now I'm going to turn it into wine. See, our lives are like that water. It's just that water that hasn't been put in the jar and given back to God. And when it's given back to God, when you give your life back to God, you say, take all of who I am, God, all of who I am and all of who I'm not. And he touches it. He changes it. And it changes the world around you. We need to get up every morning and realize that God has created us as creative beings bring our very best in the classroom as architects, as doctors, as scientists, as dancers, as writers, the best parents on the planet, the best humans in the world. We're going to be defined by our love. And when people drink of our life, they'll say, where did that wine come from? And we can point them to Jesus. That's what God can do in a human soul. He turns ordinary people into something extraordinary. He takes the dull black and white and turns it into living color. And he so loved the world that he solved in the most creative way I could ever imagine the problem of the world, the problem of our sin, the problem of our rebellion and our selfishness. He solved that through sending his one and only son to die on a cross. That's creative. 
I would never have thought of that. I would have just wiped you all out. <coughs> Let's face it, that's what most of us would do. But God said, no, I want you to know me. I want you to experience relationship with me. I will send the only perfect person that's ever lived, my very own son. So God sent his son Jesus. He lived, he died on a cross, he paid the penalty for our sin. He was buried, he rose again on the third day, and then he ascended to heaven, and he made atonement for our sin. He paved the pathway to have a friendship with God. And now, as scripture says, therefore if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold the new has come. A new creation. That's what God wants to do in you. That's what he wants to keep doing in me. Creating something new. Will you let him do that? Maybe you're here this morning and you're like, I realize God is creator. But you've never accepted what he's done for you on the cross through his son Jesus Christ. I want to invite you to do that today because that's where the change really happens. Where water becomes wine. Where God takes your life and he creates something beautiful out of it so that you can in turn create beauty in this world. Let's pray to him. God, we thank you for who you are. As we stand back and we just reflect on how creative, how awesome, how you could have chose to do things in the most functional and mundane way, and yet you chose variety, color, shape, personality, and you chose to send your one and only son, Jesus, to this earth to die in my place, to bring salvation, to bring restoration, to bring healing, to bring forgiveness. If that's your desire to embrace that gift, the gift of his own son, then I invite you to pray this with me, but just pray it to God right where you're at. Jesus, I accept you. I invite you into my life to forgive my sin. I acknowledge you as God. You are God. And I want you to make something new out of my life. I want you to cleanse me, set me free, and help my life begin to emanate your creativity. Help my life to begin to display beauty and to display something that's excellent. Lord, I can't even imagine how you'll do it, but I pray that you would. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Just in this quiet moment, if that was your prayer, would you just lift your hand so I can agree with you? Agree with you in prayer? Good, good, good. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Good. God bless each one that's opening their heart to you this morning. Fill them with the power of your Holy Spirit. Let them know your great love for them. Lord, I pray for each of us and just as a church collectively, make us creative people. Help us to celebrate that and not to bring glory to ourselves, but ultimately, God, to bring glory back to your name. That's what we ask. That's what we pray in Jesus' name.